Hey everyone, I'm Sadevion and I'm the sun. I'm Marie Antoinette and I'm the moon and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Hi Sadevion. Hey, how are you? I'm good today, how are you? I'm just peachy. You know, I'm not sick, but I think I sound sick, which I don't love. You do sound sick. Like, I feel great. Which I thought was weird, because I, I recognized it the other day when I heard a recording of your voice. I was like, oh, you sound sick. But Yeah, but I'm not, not. Like, I guess it's the recovery, I guess. It takes a few days. I mean, I definitely am still, like, what is it called? Congested? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like a doctor. <laughs> you're, I'm not doing this with you right now. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm still congested, but I don't feel, like, sick. If that makes sense. Oh my god, Christmas just passed. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was, uh, it was good. We went up to, my mom's friends are in town. So we went up to Vail and then we did our annual Christmas gathering at my grandparents' house. Of course, it was smaller this year. We did White Elephant. We did karaoke. I love that. It was interesting. The Jamaicans were loud. (laughs) We brought some Jamaicans, like Jamaica, from Jamaica, Jamaicans. Mm. Fresh off the boat. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) How was your Christmas? (laughs) It was good. It was really good. Um, It was pretty chill. Nothing new. Nothing changed. Same old shit, you know. Um, Honestly... There's always people at my house that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> is your is your house the hub for Christmas? Well, my mom is the hub for Christmas. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, wherever my mom is, is where the hub will be. So, like, sometimes my mom would be like, oh, I'm going to go to my Aunt Vani's house. Like, we are going to go to my Aunt Vani's house for Christmas. And although... I don't know if I should say this. Although most of our family doesn't love my Aunt Vani, Uh-oh. they would go to her house because my mom was there so like wherever my mom is which is often our house unfortunately (laughs) um so yeah okay yeah i hate that today we're talking about parenting and childhood we are there's so much to get into there's too much not too much it's just enough actually um we read a few articles Mm -hmm. some law some of it was long Like a book, y'all got that that assigned reading. The girls have a lot to say about parenting, as do we. Um, One of the articles is on Blue Water. Never heard of this website, first of all, let me be very clear. But it raised a lot of great questions, I will say. The main overall question was, which style of parenting is more effective? Mm -hmm. Old school parenting or more modern, new school type of parenting? Um, It raised a lot of questions or comparisons on, like, having opinions versus, you know, talking back or um spankings versus like timeouts and other punishments Mm -hmm. or like saying yes sir and yes ma'am versus like yes or huh or what you know those type of things so i just want to start generally by asking you after reading all these articles just generally what style of parenting old school or new school do you think is more effective in raising a child um i (laughs) that's such a tough question to start with i just think because and we've had this conversation before about how every child is different and every child requires a different attention different set of rules different approach to things um different punishments for their actions and stuff i personally lean more towards the new school, more modern parenting because I have seen 
I mean, of course, there's a whole generation of kids that were brought up on the old school parenting. And I want to say they're, like, fine, like, in quotation marks, as fine as you, like, can be. Like, I feel First like they'll... there are parents. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> they're fully our parents. She's like, and they're okay. <laughs> like, I mean, some of them will probably have the same problems that the modern new age kids have. Like, that's a given. But I have seen the very negative effects of it. And I have family members that I've seen kind of like raised with the older age styling and it's it's definitely not my favorite. I think my mom took more of a modern age approach and I think that I think it was a balanced modern age approach. Granted, I think I was a hard kid in some ways. We'll get to that. We'll get into that later in the Oh my goodness. I agree. I agree. We'll get into that a little later in the podcast. But I think that I appreciate the approach that my mom took, and uh, yeah, I'm a little more <laughs> new age. How about you? <laughs> it is a hard question to start with. What I will say is that generally, like, if I had to like bullet point break down pros and cons, I would probably choose modern style of parenting. Um, but I think there are just very few aspects of old school parenting that I appreciate and most likely will adapt in in the hybrid that I choose to parent my children if that okay. makes sense like I'm interested in hearing them because I think there are some good ones too so like what are yours I think the respect thing yeah um, okay. for elders okay. but not not in the most extreme way can we say this I think it's important to acknowledge that not only are we talking about old school parenting but we're talking us we're talking about old school black parenting like for real for real which is very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very important to acknowledge that it's very different than any other type of culture. I don't know the cultures, but I do know black parenting, especially black old school parenting, which is very different. Anyway, just I say all that to say. Um, I think the respect for elders is something I hold a lot of reverence for, uh, for something specific. I personally will never be someone to cuss in front of my mother or my grandmother or my great-grandmother or any elders in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just a thing in my family. I think it's a thing in a lot of black families. And I would like my children to hold that same respect for my mother and my mother's mother and, you know, me and their mother or whoever their parents are. Yes. Um, That's one of them. What is one you have? I, I definitely agree with that, too. I think another one for me... It's hard to find the balance with modern parenting between, I think, the letting your child have an opinion and kind of whether or not they're just, like, being rude and just, like, you know, they need to chill it out. Because the thing... I've been doing a lot of reflecting recently about my childhood and about where I am right now because I am at an age where I know I'm a trans... It's a transitional period. I am kind of putting my foot in the door of adulthood and recently I've been reflecting on my childhood and all the things that my mom has done for me and I feel like I feel like I've been doing like the type of reflection that you do when you have a kid and you're like I get it now I get it now and I know that I will never fully understand that until I have a kid but I really it really is starting to come together like bits and pieces and I think one of the reasons is because I have a little cousin who is like almost an exact copy and paste version of me. It is insane. I don't know how it happened. Um, she That's is scary. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, stop. Um, one of my dad's siblings' daughters, and I see herself in me in so many ways. And as a kid, you guys, I was, I don't know how to explain it, very argumentative, very stubborn, um, sometimes I I grew out of this eventually, but sometimes I was really like mine, mine, mine. Like I was really like possessive over certain things. Um, and I really needed just like a lot of attention, but like attention as in like, I just needed to feel like I was connecting with people. I need to feel like I was noticed and people were taking account of me. And my mom, she kind of, like, had this balance between... I feel like she was definitely a little stricter when I was a a smaller child, uh, which I kind of appreciate. Because um, sometimes she'd be like, like, stop, you need to stop. She would like to hear me say my opinions because she wanted me to be, like, an opinionated person. And sometimes she... A lot of times she thought I had a bunch of good points to make and she wanted me to develop my critical thinking side in that way. But, you know, she'd also have to be like, all right, stop. We're done. <laughs> like, <laughs> cut it out. Like, <laughs> like, she, like, she'd be tired with it. And I think I'd know when I'd pushed it because I would be scared of her. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> all, all right, we're done. We're done. And, and there it is. I think another thing is the work ethic. Now, mm. that's also a hard one for me because, I, you know, the cut, dry, boot camp approach, <laughs> I don't necessarily like that. But, for example, another one of my cousins... Um, he is like the second oldest out of all his siblings, but my oldest cousin is in college. So he's the next one. And he picks up like a lot of chores around the house and he helps take care of a baby. There's a, like a seven month year old baby and he does a lot of help to take care of him. And I think, first of all, I think he's an amazing older brother. Second of all, I think that he has really good skills being like instilled into him like I I I know that he's working so hard and anytime I'm there I just try to like give him a break in any way I can like try to make his life easier by just like not being like go do this for me please (laughs) but yes but I also recognize how much it is like realistically going to serve him in the future like he is so responsible at his age like the fact that he could take care of his little baby brother like the way he does that's a lot And I also think my mom pushing me to work as hard as I did is the only reason I have the work ethic I do. So that's, Mm. that's another one of the things. Love that. I agree with both of those. Yeah. Um, the work ethic one, you're right. It is tricky (sighs) because some, some old black people got this slave mentality that... That is so problematic to say, but it's real. No, you're right. You're <laughs> it's right. It's like the, like, work, 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 work. There's no mm-hmm. stop. Like, w- just work. Yeah. Which is so hard, because I believe in working really hard, but not working towards dying hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, wait. I'm, I'm interested. Can you, t- can you tell everyone? I know. Can you tell everyone more about you as a child? Oh my god! <laughs> Why are I'm just you really interested. to get me just, dragged I, through I that dark? No, I just think it's so interesting. I was just, I was also, I have siblings, uh, right? But I wasn't raised with either of my siblings. And for a long time in my childhood, I thought I was an only child because I didn't learn about my siblings until I was certain ages. And um, my oldest sibling, I actually didn't learn about them until I was like fairly like... Uh, like, you know, teenager, like older teenager. (laughs) 
Um, but I think that that played, being an only child played a part in my social emotional development. I think it really fed into my introverted side and me being really imaginative. And I think that one thing I've always been good at is entertaining myself. I will say that a lot of kids these days are hard to entertain. (laughs) iPad kids. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. iPad kids, they stress me out. And I know, I know it's hard. I know, I have seen like how hard it is with the kids. And, you know, just like an iPad, you get them to be quiet for a few seconds. You make sure that you have your parental locks on it. They're playing a few games. Some of them are educational, you know. But like as a kid, I was really good at taking my toys and all my stuff and entertaining myself with that stuff. And I think it's because I kind of like had to. Um, in that case. But I was also just like, a lot of my uh, family members called me bad. But my mom was like, no, you weren't bad. You were just like mischievous. So sometimes <laughs> I just be like, you know, I'm like a kid. I just be doing stuff I'm not supposed to. And I think looking at my little cousins, I see that. And I just see like the choices they make as kids. And you're like, you're kind of just like, why? Like, wh- like kids are so <laughs> weird. Like some of the stuff they do. Like not just why. <laughs> no, their rational brain. You could tell that their rational brain doesn't always kick in, which is fine. You're a kid. I'm, I wasn't like, I was make. I was doing dumb things as a kid too. I wasn't. But it's just, <laughs> don't do this right now. Don't do this right now. But sometimes the things they do, you just like rationalize it in your head like really quick. And you're like, why would you, like, why? You're making yeah. it harder for yourself. Like, yeah. you could do this the easy way, girl. Like, you got this. <laughs> no, so it's just, I think it's really interesting to see. But I was, I was kind of all over the place. Um, I was also a very sensitive kid. Mm. And... I and <laughs> what and adult okay <laughs> okay okay so now we're going for the sensitive girls are we yeah can the heartless ones please stand up <laughs> no I, I I am a very sensitive person and I always had that like sensitivity as a kid and that was really high too so my mom kind of had to like dance around it she had to meet me where I was um, but also sometimes she did have to remind me, you are a kid. <laughs> like, you are a child. I know you feel like you know everything, because I did feel like I knew everything. And I do think I was a pretty intelligent kid, probably a little intelligent for my own good, which is what I think my little cousin is like. But that does not equate to knowing everything. And I, I, I look back now and recognize I did not know everything. I think I was smart. I think I could navigate some things. But I think... I think I had a lot of emotions from my little body. I was also very emotional. Yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> I love that for you. Let me just say, um, Marie Antoinette would not have been... F- me and Marie Antoinette would not have been friends hmm. as children. Um, <laughs> we were very different ballparks. Well, first of all, she's older, so... No, but- I am not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> not only is the Davion a grade above me... He's also literally 60 years old. Right. Why do you spend time with me? You're I'm, so weird. I mean, points are made. Points, <laughs> points are made. No, um, as a kid... Oh, God. Stop! <laughs> as a kid... I okay. I I call myself out. Can we call? Can we say that? Okay. I, I acknowledge my childhood flaws. I was the kid who called everything childish. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like just like like kids living their life. 
Like kids laughing. I'd be like, why are y'all childish? <laughs> kids just like running around and playing. I'm like, can we be adults? Like, please. This is so, <laughs> this is just so beneath Not telling me. the other six-year-olds, can we grow up? Can we grow, can no, we grow up, please? Like, grow up. Um, I always like thought I was an adult. Not, I didn't think I was an adult. I wanted to be an adult really bad. And that's also, sorry, I just want to say really quick while this is on my mind. That's another contrasting thing between Sadevian and I. Yeah, he always very... wanted to be an adult. And I was always very happy in my childhood. Like, being a child, I recognized that I had it good and I want to continue having it good. <laughs> okay, continue, Sadevian. Yeah, no, yeah, that is a huge thing. I never, like, being amongst the children, sitting at the children's table during holidays did not speak to my spirit. I was a kid that every adult in my family had to say, stay out of, like, the grown folks business. Because, like, I was sitting there in the conversation talking about, you know, people being messy. And, you know, I was listening. I needed, I just wanted to be amongst the adult crowd. Um, I, I was, I was, I have three siblings that I lived with growing up. I have more, but three from my mother that I grew up with and that I consider my siblings. Um, and I won't say that we like, uh, I don't know how to word this. Like we never fought for attention but here's how I'll describe it. My older brother was very popular. Um, because my mom had him at such a young age, there was a point where they like moved around a lot. So he went to a lot of different schools. Um, and then came along my sister. Um, so while my brother was popular, my sister became popular because she was known as like a really pretty girl. I mean, she's pretty, but mm-hmm. she not was. Not was. <laughs> but she was known as like the pretty girl. Um, and she had, like, a lot of friends and all of those things. And I came, I was, like, I had a lot of friends as well. Sorry, I'm um, thinking of your nickname. How do you know it? Because you told me. Okay, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared for a minute. I was like, how do you know? Oh. I was like, not Mr. Popular, <laughs> not Miss Pretty. And then, and, and right, you know. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I was, like. It was, like, weird, like, like trying to, like, having a popular older brother and, like, a pretty popular older sister and a quite popular mother in, like, a small, not small, but, like, a close-knit neighborhood was a very odd dynamic. Um, so there was that combat there. I was also just generally competitive. <laughs> everything yeah i mean i still am but yeah like, those seeds were planted early like I imagine see. as a child like i like like i wanted to like eat my food faster than my siblings like for no reason <laughs> like no prize no no i was just com- competitive with everything i turned everything into a competition um yeah i was just the best child anyone could ever think of really Okay, so, <laughs> first of, really? I love that we just went over all the flaws. <laughs> just really just the best, you know what I mean? Isn't it so interesting, though, these personality traits and how we've grown into them older? Yeah, Because you're sure. still, like, you probably have a better relationship with <laughs> it. She's like, you're still flawed. It. You're probably not trying to eat the SpaghettiOs faster than yeah. everyone else in the dining hall. But, like, it's interesting to I see. I am still very competitive. How... I don't know. I guess you you put a lot of work into things um, to be the best at them, yeah. which I think is a really good thing. I just think it's really interesting to see how these little things that we have as kids manifest themselves when we're older. I agree. And how just depending on the way your parents nurture it, it could be like a really bad thing or like 
I don't know. Because I think that there's a way... I know I am not perfect. Um, but I think that there's a way that a lot of my flaws could have turned into something really, really bad if my mom didn't take the approach that she did. If she didn't really sit down with me and try to get to the bottom of things. Um because I feel like there are just so many things that could swing like either or. Yeah. I well this leads into another question I have. Actually I have a I have a series of questions. Okay. A few of them are quick answers. Do you want to have children in the future? I do. So do I. Next question. What? <laughs> Sorry. This I'm is this could be a lot. I'm scared. What toxic traits did your parents pass down to you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Um okay. <laughs> so I think one thing and I've been realizing it more recently. I think the first time I noticed it was when I talked to a therapist for the first time. So I was having a conversation the other day about how hard it is for me to make connections with people. Because it's really hard and it's something that really frustrates me because I, I'm i one of those people that get like frustrated by people. But I feel like there are people that get <laughs> frustrated by people that are just like, and that's why I isolate myself from all of them. I get really frustrated with them to the point where I would like to do that, but I recognize that I need them. Like, socially, emotionally, I just need people around me. Um, just, And I'm not even, like... I'm, like, an, an independent in the way that I operate, but I know that I desire connection. Like a lot of human beings, I desire connection really, really badly. Um, and I was pointed out to me that I never saw like growing up my mom specifically have friends around her because she didn't really and there was kind of like a time where she isolated herself from people and she had a really good reason she was going through a lot and she was struggling through her own things and through talking to her I have realized how much I did not know (laughs) growing up as a child like again miss know-it-all me thought that I had the world down packed but my mom she was hiding you know so many things from me that I don't think Number one, I'd be able to process because I would understand it. So I, I think it's, you know, better for me to know now and be able to talk about it now. And it's also better that she's in a significantly better place. Um, and number two, that just I, I don't think that kids should have to, you know, deal with certain aspects of adult life. I really you know, if it was up to me, I would want every little baby to be able to stay a baby as long as possible. You have all your life to be an adult. You have all your life to be an adult. Just, you can just steep yourself in that childhood for a moment. Don't worry, babe. You're good. You're good. I think some kids, I think it's just because when you're an adult, some guy phrased it, sorry, I'm getting a little off topic. Some guy phrased it to me this way. And I think about this like childhood. Some guy, just some guy on the street oh my gosh i met him at a party (laughs) okay okay. (laughs) yeah i met this guy at a party who um lives nowhere and does nothing and he's always the guy the guy and he's always traveling and he just happened to find himself in my neck of the woods at a college party for with a bunch of students from my college and i was like um but i was talking to him and um it was very like it was very acquaintanceship level i would just like to be very clear about that because the guy that lives nowhere um <laughs> does nothing. you know he's listening right now actually oh, hey! 
He, ma- he makes music too. Um, <laughs> not me plugging the like Ghost. <laughs> Go download his mixtape on SoundCloud. Why is this so funny? He explained it as he also he didn't go to college, and he was saying in college I was I was kind of explaining how much. I recognize I still need my parents. And he was like, you know, when you're in college, they give you like a bunch of things, you know, like they give you food, they give you a place to sleep and, you know, they give you a lot of things, but they take some things away from you in order to be able to provide you with those things to help you support yourself. They take mm. away some things, um, some of them being like certain elements of your freedom and stuff. And I think that that's a good way to look at being a child and I think that that is something you know people we have this thing where we naturally want to be our own individual people so it's really hard when you're a child and you feel like that's being stopped because you want you want those things that are being taken to you in exchange for you know your parents helping you about things that you don't quite understand yet and in some cases there are some cases I will say this where the children do know better than the parents because I think that they're everyone has like vastly different life experiences and some children I don't know how it happens but there are some kids that just do know better than the parents in some instances with certain things um so that's why I think the whole you know working with your child communicating with them is like also very important (coughs) um but yeah, I, I think the whole thing, going back to the thing with my mom and the friends, I think that was a big thing. I didn't see her in friendships. So, you know, me, I didn't really reach out to make friendships. I also didn't have siblings around me to like build those connections with. So friends have always been something that's hard for me and all my friends, you know, including Sedavion, my close, deep, Get out the studio. It's a sigh. Get it's out the studio. It's <laughs> a deep sigh of exhaustion. We're in the car again. Get out. Please, please Get in the out parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all of my friends, including Sedavion. They there was some element of them pursuing a friendship with me, and they had to pursue it with kind of like uh, aggression. Sure, I can't think of the word, so I'll use the word aggression. Because that is the type, that's the only way I feel like to wrangle me, which isn't good. Like, I need other ways of making friendships. And that's why I only have, like, two friendships, like, two solid friendships. Um, but yeah, I think that was a, bad, a big thing. I think that I have my dad sensitivity, which I don't want to say is necessarily a bad thing, um, because I'm working on managing it. I think I have his spectrum of emotions, uh, which is a lot. <laughs> I think I I'm very prone to I have I have some intense mood swings. I'm very prone to, you know, just being all over the place. I I think this is something from both of my parents. I really I have this deep desire for control. Like things need to be the way that I want them to be. And I think that manifested itself in perfectionism. When I was a kid, I think I was like really bossy and that's how it manifested itself. And I still think I have some elements of being bossy now, but I think that they're definitely mellowed out a little bit. I think I'm a little more balanced when I take leadership roles, but I think the biggest way I see it now is my perfectionism. Mm. And 
the problem with the one in control thing, besides the fact that I think perfectionism is toxic, it's really, really toxic and it can really break you down, is that I also search for it in my relationships. One of the reasons I struggle with people, and I think um, I think this might be more from one... I, th- I think this... Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons I think I struggle with people is because... I also have some element of wanting to control them, which is something that I've come to terms with recently. And it's something that I am trying to address because that is something that I do not like about myself. I don't, (laughs) I don't like being controlled as a person. I don't think it's right to try to control other people. Um, and I, I think it's a very unhealthy, toxic thing that I really want to cut. And if I had children, I wouldn't want to pass that on to them. Or if they were dealing with that, I'd want to help them know how to manage that. Um, so it's something, you know, with myself that I'm trying to learn how to work out. It just, like, it, it, mani- it manifests itself in just, like, little tendencies I have. And it's, like, it's very, very bad. And I usually try to reflect on it after it happens or try to catch it before it happens very much still a work in progress but you know it's like you know it's like one of those big yeah. things um well oh we're talking about toxic traits <laughs> <laughs> i see i was going to say something good from my mom that i think i, I, I you know sprinkle it some <laughs> i think i have my mom's work ethic my mom is work. such a hard worker and i think that she really she's rebounded so many times just like in life and not even like in the way of like the strong black woman narrative because that's very very annoying to me that's an annoying archetype to me she is very human i think she's felt all of her emotions i think she's had very rough seasons of her life but she's always found something and she said that for like it was me to keep her pushing and keep her moving forward and to keep her just you know, working. And I, I really, really appreciate that about her. And I think I'd like to imagine, I know that I, I might have not have inhabited it fully, but I do think I inhabited some part of it because I noticed that I, I at least I tried to keep going. And that's something that when, when everything's said and done, it makes me feel better than when I'm in the moment. When I'm in the moment, I'm like, stop, girl, just stop. Like, please don't. Like, it's over with. Like, stop, stop. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are some toxic traits that you feel like you inhabited, which I think would be interesting because you said you feel like you're exactly <laughs> like your mom. Yeah. Let's start there. I'm exactly <laughs> like my mom. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's like only my mom... And not myself. the hair you don't have. <laughs> Y'all, he just pushed a piece of hair behind his ear that he does first not have. have. First of all, I have a mini afro. Okay. And I have a lot of hair. So actually. you took one of the coils yeah, and just... <laughs> just tucked it back. Oh, only my mom, myself, and the psychiatrist that we both have understand how similar we both are. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary, if we're being very honest. Um, we were both, we are born four days apart. We're just very similar people. We have a similar outlook on life. We share a lot of traits that some might consider toxic, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so David and I have gotten in arguments, too. We have? about Just about traits. We I don't think we've ever argued a day in our lives. Oh, really? <laughs> what? God, we're so peaceful in here. I can't remember a single argument we've had. You, you know how many of them have happened in a car where we're filming this podcast? Yeah. We've had so many car arguments. Yeah, I kind of love that. That's our thing. 
<laughs> Can't wait till one of them is on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Continue. <laughs> we're not doing it. We're editing it out. We're not that type of podcast. You're not getting that oh, from us. Oh, you will get it. This will be Real Housewives of Atlanta type B. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say these because I've heard from people that they could be considered toxic. And listen, I acknowledge that they might not be the best. However, I will say that they have contributed great things to my life. Y'all hear how he has to prep it? No, <laughs> listen, they have. I'm going to start with impatientness. Okay. I'm a very impatient person. Anyone who knows me knows that. Um, what that stems from is genu- generally that I just, I want to always feel like my time is respected um, because I make it a point in my life to respect every single person's time who I encounter. Um, And whenever I don't feel like that is reciprocated, I get really angry. Um, And it's just simple things. Like if we say we're going to meet up at like five, this is not shade to you at all. So I, 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 this is, this is not a thing. Marie was on time today, guys. I'm just kidding. She's always on time. She's she's always on time. Um, I'm saying if Marie... One time Marie and I got into an argument. Like, one of our first arguments was about you being late. In my opinion, you being late. Do you remember that? On the way to the Christmas party? Yeah. And there was, like, a whole oh, bunch going on there. It was a New there. Year's one. It was New Year's. And there was, like, a whole bunch going on that day. And he was like... You made me late, and it's okay. And I'm like, why were you communicating with the person? I I was like, I I should have been communicating with the person about the time we were getting there. You knew two different... It was just, it was a lot. lot. Because I said one time, and he said another, and he was like, so you're late. And I was like, I'm the one with the car. It's me who dictates the time. She's backtracking, Your Honor. Anyway. Not uh, just backtracking. (laughs) Y'all see the impatience manifesting itself. Anyways. Um... Yeah, so, like, if, if I'm just anyone, if I, like, if we say we're going to meet up at, for lunch at 1, and, like, you show up at one ten, it might not seem like a big deal, but to me, that's just, like, really inconsiderate. Like, it's, I know, for a lot of people, they're probably like, what the fuck are you talking, 10 minutes late? Like, that's insane. I want to exaggerate the level, not exaggerate, I want to highlight the level, you though, can. because one time, he was literally like, yeah, I don't care if, you know, I don't care what the reason is to why you were late, you were late, like, I don't care if there was, like, a car accident and you were the one in it, you were late. Well, there, okay, yes, agreed, I did say that. <laughs> but another thing is, like, communication. Like, have you ever had someone be late and they don't say like they don't say anything while they're being late like you say you're meeting up at one and it's one fifteen, it's one ten, and they have okay. not texted or said anything so are you okay if people communicate because communication is also a big thing for me i don't like when people expect you to read their minds if, about things if you just got into a car accident i'm com- i'm not gonna be like well bitch you shouldn't have <laughs> you shouldn't have got hit <laughs> if you text me is if it's what if it's twelve fifty eight. And you're like, I would have been there on time, but I just got hit. That is completely fine. I have no problem with that. But to show up at 1.30 and be like, sorry, I got into an accident. Bitch. <laughs> okay. Like, why didn't you tell me that 30 minutes ago? Because after 15 minutes, I'm probably going to leave. <laughs> no. Just telling you the truth. So you're letting them limp in their hey, whiplash, hey, broken, bruised ribs. If your phone ain't broken when you limp in. If, if if there was nothing preventing you from communicating this delay, then I have a problem with that. But I will okay. say, okay, this is why I said that I think these have contributed great things. To, not great things. These have contributed positive to, positively to my life. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I am always early to everything. I think mm-hmm. that's a great thing. I take pride in that. I'm very poignant. I can know am, one time when you weren't, but okay. 
Okay, call me out. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it was, was just like, because was we were like... trying to get to the mall one day to meet up. That did happen. And you were like exactly really, re- like you were like really late. late. It was such a weird time. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, there was yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's right. She writes. I was late. Of course, I'm not like on time 100 percent of the time. We'll say, but I'm on time a lot. It is my thing. Everyone knows. Anyone who has a class with me knows that I get to class no less than 10 minutes early. Um, I'm just a really on time person professionally. I've lived by the motto. If you're not, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, go home. Or if you're late, you're fired. Um, and that has served me greatly, I think. Um, so yeah, that's a toxic trait. I guess my mother is also very impatient. She says the same thing, except never mind. I'm not going to track her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Another one. Um, hmm. Let me figure out how to word this. Hmm. Just say you're a horrible person and go home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, we both like to be in control. Mm-hmm. That's led to a lot work. of power battles. I remember there's this one time. I'm not going to go into detail because it's really embarrassing <coughs> for me. But I got really upset um, when he said something that was like, I guess it was a joke, but my brain wasn't thinking about it as a joke. I was just like, this is clearly incorrect. Why would you say that? And I remember that I wanted him to take it back so bad. Like we were in a parking lot waiting um, to go somewhere. And I was I like, oh my god. Wait, gosh. let's pause. <laughs> okay, sorry, we're back. She just told me yes. Okay. Why <laughs> <laughs> you laughing? Okay, sorry, go ahead. But go anyways, ahead, ahead. it was like it was like a power battle and Sudamion was. was so over it. He was like, I'm not doing this. And I was so mad at him. And I was just like, I was just like, we're all going to hell then because nothing's <laughs> happening until you take it back. And we just we just sat there. It was hours, y'all. It was hours. Oh, wow, this is wild. And then eventually I caved in because um I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, like, do the extreme extreme and, like, you know, like, whatever. (laughs) That was wild. Oh, my God. I forgot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the power thing is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, so my mom and I love to be in control. Um, That that doesn't always serve me the best. Um, But I think I'm a natural-born leader, which I think is a great thing. And that goes with that a bit. <laughs> Why are you smiling with that? <laughs> you got something to say, ho? I think you are. It's just, it's just <laughs> funny. It's just, I just think it's funny because we both get the control. Thing. Yeah. So we understand how bad it could be and how good. It could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last one I'll say is kind of similar to yours, but like in a different vein. Uh, with friendships, my mom has passed down some. This one has not... Actually, maybe it has served me positively. Basically, like... My mom always taught my siblings and I, like... Don't ever trust anyone. Like, ever. Like, you should not... You shouldn't even trust your siblings. You shouldn't even trust me as your mother. Like, you should never put your full faith and trust into any human being. Um, And along with that, she's always, like... Like, whenever we say, like, my friend, blah, blah, blah. She'd be like, you don't have friends. (laughs) Which is like a very black, old black Why thing. Gonna... I mean, I'm sure you can see how this could um, manifest, how it has manifested itself in my life. I know precisely. Um, 
Girl. So in in my life with that, and my mom has had <coughs> what most like average people would consider friendships in her life. But if you ask her, she's like, "Them not my friends." <laughs> she's like, "I don't have no friends." But like, if you like, if you saw that relationship, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's her friend." Mm-hmm. But in her mind, she's like, "I don't have friends. I don't trust anyone." Um, so with that, friendships and relationships of that nature have always been very disposable to her. Which has definitely passed down to me, um, which I recognize is not a great thing. But to find positive, I will say... Oh, okay, finding light in darkness and racing. <laughs> I will say that there, there have been a lot of friendships that have not been great. Mm-hmm. And I think my the ideology I've taken into those, like what I was just saying, has protected me. Which isn't great. But I think, I, I know it has. I will say that Sedavion and I are on two opposite sides of the spectrum with that. And I understand how that is a benefit, even though I'm sitting here and joking about it. Yeah. I think part of the reason I'm joking about it is because how sentimental I am. I'm a very sentimental person and I have a really hard time of letting go of things. Like Sedavion, he's literally always, he always says that he's like in the understanding that all of his best friends, you know, you know, the people that he cares about the most and stuff and that he'll, you know, confide in and everything. He's aware of the fact that in two seconds they could no longer be his best friend. And he's always what I say. Oh my God. (laughs) And he always like, he's always keeping that in mind, which I'm like, is so crazy because for me, even things that I need to let go, I have a hard time of letting them go. Like there are things where it's like, girl, Hang it up, flat screen, like please. <laughs> and I just, I can't find it in me to do it. I have never cut off a relationship. My relationships that have ended have been either they've drifted apart or the person on the other side just didn't. I have never explicitly cut someone off. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing um it's really really hard for me so i i understand i wouldn't be i can't imagine having that mindset because of how sentimental i am but i do see where it can be beneficial (laughs) yeah i carry around a metaphorical golden pair of scissors in my ear uh, oh yeah whenever i need to take them out just Mm -hmm. you just pull them out right exactly cut it it off real quick right and they're pretty sharp so it doesn't take a lot oh okay yeah Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, those are a few, I guess, of the toxic traits. Those are the ones I could think of off the top of my head. Are there, this is the other question I had that went with that. Mm-hmm. Are there any toxic traits you are afraid that you might pass to your children? Yes. I think everything I listed, <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared because, listen, you guys, again, I said that I was a lot. And my little cousin, first of all, I would just like to say how much I love my little cousin. She has brought out like this thing in me where I'm just like, and I think I've, I've felt this like with a lot of kids so much. You feel like this natural need, or I'll say me specifically, to like protect them. Like just you've been through so many things in life. And I feel like that's what parents are. Ha- I know that's what parents struggle with too. And you want to protect them from just like all of it and tell them like, this is the specific way to do it. Even though you didn't do it perfectly and you're still not doing it perfectly and you still don't know what you're doing and you're still like, oh my gosh, I made it to where I am. How did that happen? You want that, you want it to be like as easy as possible for them. And that's how I feel with her 
because she's just she's so sweet and she's so special I think all my little cousins are so special but she's so special and I just like I see myself in her so much and it's like I always talk about I call like the mini version of me baby like every time I say baby I'm referring to like uh, mini me it's usually like when I'm talking to myself and I'm always like I'm doing this for baby or I always try to be more patient with baby I always show more patience to the younger version of myself than I do now which I need to also exhibit patience with myself because, you know, I only have myself. Yeah, you do. Not this. (laughs) Um, But I feel like the same way with her. I just, and just like children in general, so much love and compassion. But I'm afraid, I, I don't know how I would handle a kid that gets like, argumentative with me and stuff I know it's very likely to happen and I just know that I need to make sure that when I become a parent I am ready because you can mess up a kid you can mess up a kid and I need to make sure that I am emotionally mature enough to not because I I know that one of the things I have is that I am quick to react that's also another thing that I think I got from my dad um because my mom complete opposite and even if she does get upset she'll simmer down in two seconds baby I will put that (laughs) grudge in my purse and I will hold it for you until you need it again like that purse like a white woman on an elevator with a black man precisely precisely (laughs) i will hold it and i'm a little easier at dissolving it because i'm like okay like maybe like a good little dr phil one-on-one conversation will dissolve it but until i feel like it's dissolved oh baby it's going with me everywhere i'm gonna wear it like a necklace like a pandora charm bracelet um (laughs) so since i'm quick to react i'm afraid (laughs) of having just like bad reactions with child with like my children specifically i have a lot of patience with children now um but i never i i always want to think out everything i do and i know you can't be perfect but like i can get crazy when i react quickly so absolutely not and i don't know how to deal with a child that reacts quickly to me either i don't know how my mom did it um oh my gosh i like like i'm not a fireman i can't like you know just put water on the situation um I'm afraid that it will be hard for my kid to socialize. And of course, if any of these things come to be, I'll work on them with them. And I want to be at a point where I've worked on it so I can help them um, if need be. Or I can connect them with people who can help them. Um, Because I just, just some things that I feel like have made certain things harder for me. Of course, I don't want my kids to have to go through that. Um, Yeah, temperament, argumentative uh hard to hard to make friends um yeah i think those are <laughs> yeah i think those are, <laughs> i think those are a few of the things oh and also control also control like i love you but don't be a little snot okay mm. i was like a little snot don't be a little snot <laughs> How about you? You're definitely going to have some snotty kids. Oh, my God. No, because both my parents always say that they thought that they were going to get it. Because they're... My parents are similar in some ways. Let me stress some ways. They are very different people. Um, but they are similar in some ways. And I think both of them is that um, they both they both like it. It's Burger King. They like it their way. They really like it their way. <laughs> my mom will more go the flow. And my dad's more like, no, this is Burger King. I didn't walk into Wendy's. This is Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not the shiver so, the but, yeah, fear. What are what are some things that you're <laughs> Um definitely the control. Um I definitely want children to be like leaders. 
like for sure. Um, but I think control and like a power struggle could become very is toxic and can be very toxic in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope to not like I don't I don't think anyone understands my anger I get with like my impatience. <laughs> I feel so, like I do. Maybe you do. So, like, it genuinely, like... <laughs> I, I wish I, I had a host I for you even, sometimes, too. <laughs> I can't even think about it. I'll actually make myself mad. Oh, I don't want that for my children. I do want to give them great ideology of time management and respect of time and others' times in their own time, but definitely not have the same emotion that comes with um, time-wasting. Um, cause that could be very bad. I also don't want my kids to be the kid, the, the childish kid, like the, that was childish kid like me. Condescending, condescending little condescending. snots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want, I don't want them to be that. that. I know that kid is, I know I was annoying with that for sure. Um, yeah, I would kick them if I, if they did. <laughs> I don't know why nobody kicked Not me. stop. <laughs> Literally. Cut like, it out. Like, Cut it out. Um. Throwing them across the room. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I'm not going to take no suggestions because I don't need to. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think I should not pass down to them? No, um, I think. I think that's it. I don't know. Okay. Um, are there any things that you wish that your parents did differently or you recognize that there was something that, or I guess I'll say, like, your mom specifically, because I know for you it's very, like, mom-centric. Yeah, yeah, fuck that nigga. Stop! <laughs> As in my dad, not my mom. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> um, but, yeah, is there anything that just, like, you reflect on that you're like, I wish that was different? That is a really great question. Um, I really don't love pointing out flaws in my mother's parenting, and I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, I understand. Even though there are, like, like she's not perfect, yeah. of course, no one is. Um, but because she just did so many incredible things as a single mother, I just hate pointing out flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I will say is that, like I said, there's four of me. I have not four of me, four of us. <laughs> I have three siblings and all of us are like adults now. My sister's like 16, almost 17. Maybe she is 17. I don't know, but she's practically an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of us are still very dependent on her. Like, my older siblings have children, and they are very dependent on her still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish she pushed a little independence for us while we were younger. Because I could see, not myself, because you can't catch me. But I could see my siblings leaning on my mother for the rest of their lives, which scares me for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that could be fixed, but I do wish... Something around that changed. What about you? I think that I kind of... I was thinking about something else, but I kind of... And I'm going to say that thing too. But going off of that, I also agree with that. Because my mom, again, like, between the weird trying to find the balance between, like, I am, like, strict mom. And, like, um, you know, I'm also, like, meeting you where you are. I also feel like I... Not I feel like I know I'm incredibly dependent on her in some ways that I feel like really embarrassed. Yeah, um, and I'm like, like that doesn't like that's there's just some things that I just like know personally it's like not normal. I'm not gonna mention them on the podcast because I do feel like they're we like really personal. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I recognize that my process of becoming detached from her is going to take a little extra tugging. And that's something that in this transitional period, I'm really going to have to work on, which, um, I don't think that's the worst thing. And I, I, again, it's not something that I like to blame my mom for because I feel like she supported me in the ways that I needed to be Mm -hmm. supported. But, you know, then again, you know, talking about my cousin who I feel like he's, I feel like he's going to grow up and he's, he's just going to have like a lot of essential, like a lot of essential skills. Like, I'm like, that is like, that's so good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, I just recognize it's going to take a little extra tugging, but I really love my mom. And just like Sadevion was saying, she has done so much as a single mother. She has worked so incredibly hard and I get really emotional thinking about it because I'm like, without her, not only would I like literally not exist like in this <laughs> world, um, I just wouldn't be where I am. And I am proud of where I am. I think it's crazy. The life path that I am on so far and the things that like theater I love theater so much I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for my mom I wouldn't have had the opportunities um and the privileges that I've had without her I wouldn't have met the people that I have in my life um yeah she's just she's so amazing in that regard I think another thing for me is when she got like scary I don't know I don't think I necessarily regret that because I think that that was like or not regret but like would like that to change but like sometimes I felt really pressured to um succeed I felt so pressured sometimes that if I wasn't succeeding I wouldn't tell her I would hide it from her mm-hmm. I'm glad that I grew out of that because it turned into a thing of I'm not turning home I'm not turning in my homework I'm going to hide my not like hide my report card because I always got we had like proficient in Un, like unsatisfactory and all Sorry. that stuff on her report cards um, and I didn't like hide them from her I just like wouldn't tell her that I'm you know not doing my homeworks like so it wasn't something that she could help me on I remember there was a library book and I didn't give it to her like on the due date um, and she would always get on me about giving her the library book so we didn't have fees so I got so scared that I hid it in my room for literally like two years and then oh. I never want to go to the library because I'm like girl that fee's like a hundred dollars like I'm not going back it ended up only being 30 and I had to pay for it out of my account but you know you listen some you learn some um just yeah just like things like that I also remember there was a time she instilled a lot of good things in me like the dictionary um there was one night where I couldn't find a word and she she was cooking dinner and she got so upset and she came out of the kitchen and into my room and I was like oh my gosh she stopped dinner and she pulled the dictionary and I was like if she finds it I'm gonna get it and she didn't find it I got so lucky and she was like oh I'm sorry (laughs) interesting let me finish this stupid (laughs) I was so scared I thought my life flashed before my eyes but again I don't think that I would have I I don't think I would have the work ethic I do if it weren't for her yeah I love that Wow, we love moms. I know. I want to get into... I want to get into one more thing before we go to Beef of the Week. Yes. I want to talk about your childhood. (laughs) Because I'm so... so, Y'all, I know you guys have heard it on the podcast. Sadevian talking about his four cars and his house flooded with Christmas tree gifts. And, like, he's talked to me about things in the present, but, you know, he also lived the lower middle class life struggle. 
Um, but he also lived in like a really, really nice part of town and went to like a really nice middle school. So give us the dish. Like, <laughs> what is this? I don't know what you want from me. Like, I've explained. We were poor, girl. Like, I, I get how it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I, listening to it, I understand. Were you poor with a lowercase or a capital P? Like, like, we weren't poor. We how were do you po. spell poor? Like, P-O-O, actually. Poo, actually. <laughs> we were poor. Like, I don't know what to say. That's why, that's, like, I, you guys heard my confusion explaining it last episode. I was like, I genuinely don't know how my was, mom did this. I was talking to you about it and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And you said, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, it makes sense to me, but like, I still am confused. How does it on, make like, sense? Logistically. It makes sense because I'm sure you can, I know you can relate to this as well. Mothers like make things work. Like, I don't know what it is. So it makes sense because your mom's Santa Claus. Got it? <laughs> Got it? Exactly. My mom is actually Michelle Obama. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I, like, black single mothers, they make it work. Like, I don't know how it makes sense, but it just does. <laughs> I In conclusion, e- it doesn't. No, it does. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't know. I, what Do you have a specific question? Yeah, how did y'all have four cars? And how'd y'all live in uh, the nice part of town? Well, we lived in Park Hill, Cherry Creek. Denver metro area, if that makes sense. But it was a picket fence community. It, we lived in a home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> we did live in a house. <laughs> um, how do we have four cars? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Okay. So he can't answer the question. I will say... No, okay, I can't say. I was going to say, I don't know if they all worked, but they did. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say there were, like, two that we used more than the others. Okay. How do you How do you know that you're, that you're, because, was your mom, sorry, this is, this is personal, but do you know if your mom had times where, you know, like, money was tight? For sure. Okay. I didn't know then, but now looking back, I for sure know. Okay, so you know that, like, financially, we were in the same boat. For, like, I promise you. Okay. <laughs> I think you also, I think what makes it even, which like, this isn't like, we're not comparing struggles. We're not like, this isn't the struggle Olympics. Girl. But I think even to like, add on, like, let's say my mom made like, even, which I don't think is the case. Let's say my mom made like double what your mom made. Mm-hmm. She still had like four children that she had to split that with, which again, I don't think she did. Um... So, yeah, I just, I don't know how it makes sense. I genuinely don't. Maybe we could ask her. We should. Let's call her. (laughs) It's just, it's genuinely an anomaly to me. Because as someone who grew up with a single mother, and again, I didn't have the siblings to distribute it to. Like, girl, the only time I lived in a house was when I was a baby and I didn't even live in the state that I currently live in. And that was when I was in a two-parent income household. (laughs) And I don't think there is anything wrong with that. I think we are doing just fine as we are. But, like, I've I've felt my roots. (laughs) Same. I mean, oh, my God. I remember... Like, my mom has had countless conversations with us, like, recently, my siblings and I, I mean, mm-hmm. where she's been like, like, I don't know why y'all thought we had money. Like, she said that to us, and we were like, like, our answer was like, 
you never said no. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a thing. So that's why we didn't know that we didn't have money. And the rest made sense. Like, we had four cars. We lived in a house. We had everything else. It just made sense that we, in our heads, that we were like, we're not, you know, dirt poor. But we were. Okay. Maurice looks like <laughs> she is doing a SVU investigation on me right now. And I don't like it. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we should ask my mom because I think she can answer a lot more than I can. Yes, you should actually ask her. I will. Okay, we're we're gonna see how Superwoman works. <laughs> exactly. I bet the answer is blackness. <laughs> That's how it worked. <laughs> okay, you wanna you wanna get into the the beef of the week? I guess hit it. This song is always so loud. (laughs) (laughs) I I like turn it down to the lowest notch and it's still like, don't trust me. It's so funny because it's always. (laughs) I literally turn it all the way down. Not the viewers with their earbuds in, just doing (laughs) their business. Please please take out your two AirPods towards the end of the episode um, for future references. The beef of the week. What's the beef of the week, Marie? Our beef of the week is, drumroll please. I need to no, I need to say this. Last time Maria Tanette went off on me about my yeah, yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, drum roll and it sounded perfect, bitch. She was like, nobody hears that bitch. It was loud and clear. So let's say it again. Let me give you another drum roll. Go ahead. Drum roll from the corny. <laughs> Our beef of the week is last minute Christmas shopping. What is wrong with you? Literally. What is wrong with you? Why are you on drugs? Well, and I'm calling a lot of people out right now because, <laughs> baby, I saw some last minute Christmas shopping. There, I, <laughs> <laughs> what if I just wanted to go to Dillard's? What, what if I what just if? wanted to go to Dillard's? What, what, what if I just wanted to go to Dillard's? And I see a whole <laughs> line of people that want to go to Dillard's with their baby's Christmas gifts in their basket. Child. I know we're busy, but are we busy enough to block out a week? You knew that if you wanted to do it, you would have done it sooner. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I work at a grocery store. and Tell I them worked what, on... boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what, boy, boy. Um, you ain't. You ain't. I'll, give, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> On Christmas Eve, and y'all, the way, I work at the service desk, which isn't like the regular, like, you know what a fucking customer service desk is. Why am I angry? <laughs> you know what a fucking... <laughs> Hello. I didn't mean to go off on y'all. But, <laughs> the amount, first of all, our store is packed, which like makes sense because y'all are raggedy. But the, I, we get a report at the end of every shift because mm-hmm. that we have to put with all of our, you know, things. Um, and it tells you all your sales breakdowns. Bitch, I sold over $10,000 in gift cards. <gasps> Y'all came by and over $10,000, and that was just my register. We had three registers open, which never happens. You usually have one at the customer oh service God. desk. And it was busy also, the entire day. Y'all are raggedy. If someone's getting me, I'm assuming they're to, they were to different places. Yeah, they were. Because I was like, if you're getting Imagine. me a gift card <laughs> to that supermarket for Christmas. There were some to King Supers. I'm grateful for everything, but you could keep that. <laughs> People were also buying like lottery tickets as gifts. I was like, <laughs> I, saw, I heard that advertised on the radio by a lot of, and I said, I'm, I what? wish you would. Like Marie Antoinette said, I'm grateful for everything, but you can keep it. <laughs> no 
people were like coming. They were like, oh, they were like, can I get a hundred of these lottery tickets? Are we going to use them as like, um, what are they called? Stocking stuffers. And I was like, <laughs> if I found this in my stocking, girl, I'd have like, threw anyways, it in the fireplace. Anyways. <laughs> um, so stop being raggedy. Stop last minute shopping. And that's the minute I stopped believing in Santa yeah. when I saw a lot of tickets in my stocking. Like, hello. Imagine being one. And you're going to fucking scratch off <laughs> I'd cry for no reason. Not even knowing why I'd cry. <laughs> stop being raggedy. Stop last minute shopping because you're dirty. It's so stressful. The shelves are wiped. Sometimes I just want something from Macy's, you know? <laughs> you know, so- some people get a kick out of it. Like, some people get a thrill from, like, last minute shopping. No, like, stop. Like, literally cut it out. It's to- stressful. You're stressed out. Everyone's stressed Go out. To therapy, girl. Maybe, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> if you look early time, you just got to listen. You got to listen to your kids. They're going to change what they want every five seconds. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You're giving them what you said. Santa's exactly. going to get them in July of that exactly. year. That's in January, actually. Exactly. After, right after December, start buying gifts. Exactly. Is what y'all need to start doing. Exactly. Please. Baby, it's okay. And don't ask them what they want. It exactly. doesn't matter. They want what exactly. you give them. As long as it's not lotto tickets for exactly. a King's Christmas gift. I would never get over that. Nobody ever better give me no scratch off for Christmas unless it's the million dollar ticket. That's all I gotta say. Anyway, this is great. This is this a good was, episode. This was. We I say that fun. every time. <laughs> every single episode, it's like, more wow, this fun is when good. we're together. That is true. I'm. I'm really. This is fun. I like it. And I've heard reviews from listeners, and yeah. people agree that it's so much better when we're together. Yay! Yeah, and I'm not giving y'all no shout outs. Y'all know who y'all is. Not this. Uh, <laughs> go to hell. I mean, not go to hell. Thank you. <laughs> this is our last podcast of 2021. Oh. <laughs> so, Sedavion also <laughs> believes that every joke has a little truth in it. So, I just want to say that every single joke he makes on this podcast raises genuine concern. Anyways, y'all, this is our last podcast of 2021. Yes, Have yes. a fantabulous New Year's, a fantabulous 2022. We'll see you then. Yeah. Yeah, or not, you know. <laughs> oh have, a, have a good rest of your year, I guess. 